Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is Tuesday here in May, and uh, we're continuing on in Psalm 119. This is uh, season number 30, and uh, Psalm 119 is beautiful because it's already broken up in accordance with the Hebrew alphabet, so really I can just take it in sections uh, since there is 176 verses. So it's already broken up for us to, to look at. And if you notice in the description, I put the verses. So if you want, if you want, you could be listening and also correlating the verses to what we're talking about. Um, but we're on episode, <clears throat> excuse me, we're on episode number three this morning, and we're on Psalm 119, verse 17, which says, "Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word." He's asking something, but in reality, it's already happening. God deals bountifully with us. Of course, Psalmist is talking about the future. Lord, deal bountifully. I want to live to keep your word. I love that. He says, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. When people think of the word law, they don't think of anything happy and freeing and amazing and beautiful. What they think of is these rules that bound a person that restricts them and they don't like it right but it's different when you're talking about the law defining it as the word of god which psalm 119 does and i love that open my eyes that i may see what what an amazing prayer right there open my eyes that i may see wondrous things from your law guys the more you dig into god's word the more you look at it the more you let it percolate in your mind The more you pause and ponder, the more amazing and wondrous it's actually going to be. Instead of it being a rote routine that you just go through, it's actually a wondrous action that you get to take. Isn't that beautiful? The Word of God is amazing. It opens our eyes, and it helps us to see things that we never would have seen if we didn't open the Word or look into His law. Open my eyes, Lord to see the wondrous things of your life. Love that. It says, I'm a stranger on the earth. Or in the earth. I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. In other words, the psalmist is saying, make it plain as day. Put it right in front of my face. Help me to know your word, that it would just be exposed and open so that I can follow it. Love that. We're strangers on the earth, right? This is not our home. This is temporary camping. Our real home is being built in eternity with the Lord. Earth is just a blip, right? We're just here and we're gone. I mean, it it goes by fast, right? We're strangers here. We don't fit in. And I think in our modern-day world, a lot of... Christians and even churches are doing whatever they can do to fit in. And I think that's a mistake. Now, I'm not saying there's, you know, uh, there's different methods, okay? There's different methods of reaching people, of doing things as, as believers, as churches, and, right? There's different ways of doing it. That's fine. That's fine. But when we start to want to become exactly like the world, that's when it becomes dangerous. Because we're not meant to be like the world. We're set apart from the world for the Lord. We're not of this world. 
So we're strangers here, and that's a good thing. It's actually not a negative statement. We're I'm a stranger here. Well, we are. Because all of the world is going one way. The wide road that leads to destruction. Honestly, the majority are. And we're on the narrow path that Jesus talks about. And so, yeah, we're strangers. And anytime we, we like, experience that or see that or feel that or when that's plain to us, rejoice. You don't have to go, oh, man, I don't fit in. You know, like when you're a kid and you're trying to fit into different groups, you know. It's like, oh, man, I don't fit in. No. For the believer, for the mature believer who's walking with the Lord right now on this earth, if we don't fit in, we go, well, praise you, God. This is not my home. Right? So it's a good thing. The psalmist says, my soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. Do we long for God's word? May we long for How do we long for God's word? How do we, like, desire to get in his word all the time? Read it on a regular basis. Dig into your own devotion time. Have accountability with someone, your spouse or uh, a friend. You're just like, did you get in the word today? What did you learn? And it'll help. To help you to stay consistent in the scriptures. And then verse twenty one, Psalm one nineteen twenty one, you rebuke you rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. And that's a good thing, right? He rebukes those who stray or drift away or walk away. Right? And then that that's what we need. Who he loves, he chastens, right? The chastening of the Lord means God actually loves you, you know? So oftentimes we think it's opposite. Like, Lord, you're chastening me. What? Why are you doing this to me? When in reality, God's like, why? Because I love you. And I want you to walk with me. It's a good thing to be rebuked by the Lord. Especially proud hearts. He rebukes the proud. Verse 22, remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. I love that. The psalmist is just like, I want want to walk with you. If there's any evil way, if there's any contempt, if there's anything in my heart that's not of you, remove it. And so... That's a beautiful thing to ask the Lord to do that. I mean, I I find myself doing that often. Lord, if there's any evil way in me, take it out. Lord, if there's anything in my heart that's compromised or conflicting to your word, to your ways, Lord, take it out. That's all has to. That all has to do with, uh, like introspection, with self-assessment, with where where am I at? You know, where am I at with the Lord? Remove reproach and contempt. I have kept your testimonies. I'm walking in your word. Therefore, Lord, remove these things that aren't of you. And then verse 23. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Just a beautiful ending there. Your testimonies, they're my delight. And we kind of talked about that, right? The first uh, episode, 
when we talked about the first group of verses in Psalm 119. But his testimonies, his word, the precepts, statutes, they are a delight. We get to delight in them. And they are a delight because they're so profitable for so many things. There's so many benefits in getting in the word, namely, you know, spiritual growth. Namely, staying in God's will. His testimonies, there are a delight. And what else? Our counselors. God counsels us through his word. I mean, really, the Bible is the best counseling book, right? To confront and deal with the past, to help us in the present, to progress in the future, to speak to our hearts and our situations that seem to be to be dire, to be difficult. Um, you know, God uses his word to counsel our hearts. And that's why we get into our daily devotions. That's why we get into it and read it and let it come into our hearts and our minds and wash us clean, you know? The Word of God, our counselor. Amazing, guys. Well, I hope and pray that you continue on in the Word of God, that He would show you things that open your eyes, that He would strengthen you in and through His Word, that you would find the Word just a delight, that you let God's Word counsel your heart and lead your path. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you next time.